The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. Our guest on the phone is the founder and artistic director of St. Louis Actors Studio, also owner of the Gaslight Theater and West End Grill and Pub, founder and president of the Eleven Inc. He began his acting career in 1972 at the Theater Guild of Webster Groves. I love this, where his dad had acted in the mid-60s in a performance of South Pacific but had a horrible case of stage fright, refused to sing, and chose instead to dance behind the curtain. But he became so good, he ended up at the Fox Theater and has had multiple Critics Circle Awards and nominations, Theater Circle Awards and nominations. And we want to welcome William Roth to In Tune today. William, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) Welcome, William. I love that story. That was a great story. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a lover of musicals anyway, and uh, the idea of standing there and singing was not a not something that appealed to me. So I hid behind the curtain. But your your favorite role, I think, I was reading is uh, where was it here? Your, your or your favorite production is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Is that correct? Yeah, there's a few of them, but certainly uh, there's no uh, characters better than playing George in Virginia Woolf. That's for sure. Huh. Now, the Gaslight, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on there. You know, I remember uh, way back in the day when I was a child, uh, Gaslight Square, this isn't, it's kind of near there, but uh, the Gaslight uh, Theater is a little different. Explain a little bit about what you do there, and then uh, you've got a, a jazz series that's live streaming. Matter of fact, one's tonight at 730, and we want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we are just about a half a block away from where it all took place on Gaslight Square. It's all residential now, but we're on Boyle, just okay. a little south of the corner of Olive and Boyle, which is where Gaslight Square started and then continued east for about a block and a half, just past Whittier, on both sides of the street. Um, unfortunately, none of those buildings are left, but it's a beautiful residential neighborhood. Um, I own and operate out of two commercial buildings right around the corner that uh, I've kind of that we certainly pay homage to that. That's why we're called the Gaslight Theater. There was one back in the Gaslight days, a little closer to Boyle, on Boyle. Um, but we are not it. Um, we've been around about um, 15 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's two buildings right next to each other. The Gaslight uh, houses uh, my St. Louis Actors Studio, which is a performing arts uh, not-for-profit that uh, I started when we just announced our 14th season. Uh, that performs in there. And then in addition to that, um, and it's attached to the Western Grill and Pub, so we've got this kind of culture cuisine cocktail idea that gives an environment of culinary arts and performing arts and the graphic arts at the 11, my graphic design firm, which is the kind of commercial entity that helps keep things profitable. Um, but we also do live music because it's such a great listening uh, The room uh by default, it's not really that I had a bunch of sound technicians in there. As we built it out of a storefront uh, and finished up, it became a really tight room acoustically, so we knew live music, uh, and it's so intimate it, that it would be great there. So anyway, um, for, the, for, the, for a while, before the <laughs> stay-at-home orders, uh, we had a jazz, uh, jazz series on Tuesdays and a blues series on Mondays, and we were trying to get singer-songwriters on Wednesdays, and uh, it was really kind of 
taking off for us, and I loved being a, a part of it. And there's so many talented musicians and artists in town, um, so it was really great. And so when this all happened, we—I uh, mean, our, these artists have a hard enough time making a living uh, when they can play gigs every night, let alone uh, being confined uh, to their homes. So uh, we knew that uh, we could provide a safe environment for those that wanted to do some live streaming. Um, you know, it's a big enough stage, and we're not doing full orchestras, so they keep their distance, and there's nobody in the house, the place is empty, so we kind of try to keep it going as long as we can to engage our whoever's out there who pays attention to what the Gaslight does or what St. Louis Actors Studios does. So this is going to be a, a Facebook live stream, is that correct? It is. It's at the St. Louis Actors, St. Louis Actors Studio and the Gaslight Theater both share a uh, it's the same Facebook page, so if you go to Facebook and look up St. Louis Actors Studio, um, you'll find it in uh, 7.30. Um, it'll, you'll see it, and it'll start live streaming, and you'll be able to listen to Chris Swan and Jim Manley, uh, keyboards and trumpet. These guys are uh, as talented as they come, and uh, they'll be doing some great tunes. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, obviously, I'm, I'm reading right now on the screen that tips are appreciated. You know, you, you have musicians who are, who are playing. They always do play for tips. And right. it's it's important to support the arts like that, and you can also uh, grab some carry out at the at the the grill, correct? Yeah. So the restaurant is is closed for normal business, but we do uh, care we do curb service carry out um, uh, from four o'clock until eight o'clock every night, except for Sundays. Although we are considering doing some family meals on Sundays. Uh, and westengrillandpub.com, just click at the top, you'll see online orders, and it's uh, easy to do. Just uh, click it in and pay for it, and Within a half hour, we'll meet you at the curb. So that that live stream starts at seven thirty p.m. tonight. Now, William, are you going to um, have you lined up like weekly things now for this, or is this uh, something? And how have you kind of scheduled these? They're kind of scheduled. Most of the folks that we know, um, Jim Owens is a buddy of mine, and he's kind of helped me. Uh, you know, he knows uh, he's a trombone keyboard player out in the. In the community, he knows as many people as I do, so he helps me uh, uh, figure out who's out there and those that have performed live in the past. We've reached out to them to see if they want to do it. So it's kind of uh, not on a regular schedule, but when some groups go, hey, we want to do something, uh, uh, we put it together. So, um, you know, more kind of a pop-up situation than something that's uh, that's more scheduled every Tuesday or once a week. Gotcha. Now, and how, how does somebody with a bachelor's in aeronautics, aviation, aerospace, science, and technology get into the business that you're doing? Great question. Oh, it's obvious. I don't really need to explain that, do I? Uh, uh, I got fun. out of the... <laughs> it doesn't... Fun. None of it makes sense, really. Uh, <laughs> I got out of the Marines uh, and at the time moved back to St. Louis, and at the time, aerospace although it's still pretty big here, was even bigger. Uh, and uh, St. Louis University, Parks College at St. Louis University, I, mean, I was getting a business degree, just a general business degree, and they had a, still have a, Parks College has a uh, business degree with an aviation focus. So it seemed to me that huh. I might have a better chance at uh, McDonnell Douglas and uh, those places if I had a, a degree that was geared towards aerospace. Um, and so I... Did that and uh, bachelor of science and an associate of science in aviation management. You can be an airport manager. There's a lot to it. So anyway, um, I was in a government job. The first I was offered a job while I was still in school. So I was like, well, I should take this. How do you say no before you're even graduated? Yeah. And it was a quasi governmental job that I didn't love, and I had to sit at a desk and write reports, and uh, it was not. I didn't love it. So I was in a play with a guy that owned a graphic design firm, 
And uh, I was said, get me out of here, man. Can hire me. He said, you don't know anything about graphic arts or advertising. I'm like, well, just give me, you know, put me on full commission. So that's kind of how it started, and I was successful in that. Um, and then uh, opened my own firm about 20 years ago. You have some excellent clients. Your clientele that you uh, that you work for. That it's a very very impressive list. I should. Say. Yeah, we uh, we've had a lot of our clients are our friends, and we've had long term relationships with them, and uh, um, we're lucky. Yeah, we have a we have a nation full of them. They're not all just local, but we have a good host of local folks, and some spread out around the country. It's certainly helpful in times like these when uh, companies find it hard. To, make ends meet, and the first thing they generally cut is their marketing expense, so having a wide and varied number of clients certainly is helpful. You're listening to In Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. We're talking to William Roth, the founder and artistic director of St. Louis Actors Studio, owner of the Gaslight Theater and West End Grill and Pub. And William, the uh, St. Louis Actors Studio, you had announced your 14th season, which starts in September, and... uh, can you talk a little bit about some of those things that we can expect out of that? Uh, you know, I'm anticipating that uh, the current situation that we're going through will subside a little bit, although people are saying about a second wave, but we still need to get life back to some normalcy, and uh, the arts are a good way to do that and keep perspective. Talk a little bit about your uh, 14th season that's coming up. Well, we can't just sit down or put our hands, sit on our hands and not do anything. So we certainly have to plan. We had to cancel uh, our last show of the season, uh, Comfort, which was a world premiere play that Neil Abute wrote for us. Um, hmm. But, you know, we can't just sit around and go, we're not going to do anything until we know that uh, the course right. is clear. So uh, we're business as usual for now. We've uh, announced our 14th season. We usually do a theme, at least something loosely based, that our subscribers, uh, that each play has something to do it's, uh, uh, with. So there is, uh, uh, you know, some string that uh, subscri- it doesn't alienate those that just come to single plays. Uh, and it <clears throat> makes it maybe a little more meaningful from those, our subscribers that come to all of them. Um, but we have a wide uh, variety of plays. The first play opens in September on the 18th, and it's called uh, it's a Paula Voga play, uh, and Baby Makes Seven. Um, uh, Anne and Ruth and Peter await the arrival of their newborn child, uh, but first they must in a crowded apartment. But they uh, have some imaginary children that they got to work through first. Uh, so it's a it's a funny, really interesting, uh, timely play. And our associate artistic director Anna Marie Pal- Anna Maria Pelleggi, uh, is going to direct that. Um, we then are <laughs> we are then going to address the plight of straight white men. Uh, this is a great play uh, that uh, Young Jean Lee uh, <laughs> wrote, and uh, it premiered at the public and then went to Broadway. Uh, it is pretty much exactly what you think it is. Uh, you know, they're you know you may not think that they've got their troubles, but straight white men do uh, have some uh, some dwindling identity problems, and this play. Um, Yes, they do. Yeah, and, and so an, yes, Asian, they do. Uh, an Asian-American woman has uh, looked into that and given her, us her perspective on what she thinks that's all about. Uh, then, and uh, that is in December. Uh, um, uh, the 4th, is that a comedy? The that, is that a comedy? It is a comedy. They all are mostly, okay. we call it dramedy, is kind of our theme this year. Uh, there okay. is some drama in it, but most of the stuff is pretty darn funny, uh, okay. especially our play in February, which is a play by Robert Askin called Hand to God. Um, uh, and our uh, my other associate artistic director, uh, John Pearson, is directing that. 
Uh, and this one, uh, the synopsis is as follows. After the death of his father, you meet, meet Jason finds an outlet for his anxiety at the Christian puppet ministry, uh, at a devoutly religious, uh, relatively quiet small town of Cypress, Texas. Uh, Jason's complicated relationship with the town pastor, the school bully, and the girl next door, and most especially his mother, are thrown into upheaval when Jason's puppet, Tyrone, takes on a shockingly and dangerously in, uh, inevitable personality of its own. Hand to God explores the startling, fragile nature of faith, morality, and the ties that bind us. So it's it's uh, outrageously, uh, almost offensively funny. Uh, it is one of the plays that, uh, that I that uh, many people have seen. Uh, you just laugh. Uh, it is so uh, amazingly funny. It's a great play. And then we finish the season. Well, we don't finish the season, but our last full play are two one-acts, one by uh, Edward Albee and one by Harold Pinter, both very well-known classic one-act plays, The Suzatory uh, and The Dumbwaiter. Uh, and then Neil Abute, uh, who works with us every year, we have a one-act festival uh, that runs the month of July. Uh, we're hoping that it'll still run this July 4th through the end of the month. And those are one-act plays that people write and send in scripts to us. Uh, we read them. We call them down. We get about three or 400 of 10-page samples. We then ask for the full scripts. We read those, and then we produce four to seven of them over the summer. And oh, Neil Abute writes a, a world premiere one-act that leads the way. And we have a high school oh, component, too, where high school students write one-acts and send them in. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, we're busy wow. here. I've got it. I've got to tell you that the theater is, is, it's a great venue. You know, it is very intimate and, uh, you really, it, it's like being almost on stage with, with everyone and the acoustics are wonderful. Yeah. It's uh, a 97 uh, um, storefront. And yeah, there, even if you're in the back row of the balcony, uh, or maybe the second to back row in the balcony, the back row of the balcony isn't the greatest seats, but, uh, the everyone, all the seats are right next to the act, the action on stage. It really is, uh, How- how many seats are there again in the, 97. In the theater? Ninety-seven. Okay. Wow, that is very yeah. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. And, and it serves wow. the purpose because I don't really know of a venue mm-hmm. like that, other than no. know, that that has that kind of tight uh, seating. And when, the West uh, Westport Play the Westport Playhouse would be the only place that really. Uh, comes to my mind, uh, Arnold, that would be intimate like that. But they have more than 97 seats there. But right, they're, yeah, there are a couple hundred in, seats for sure. Yeah, they're in the round. But, boy, that yeah. intimacy is just what – that's just great. Yeah. And, and every theater has a black box, is, which is a smaller uh, um, mm-hmm. space. Right. But it, uh, it is a little – you know, it's square and it's black and it's tall. I mean, it doesn't have the – we, we right. certainly are – um, have the most intimacy, maybe. Now, when yeah. can we see you in the next performance? Are you going to be acting or are you going to be directing? I don't have the patience to direct. I, uh, I really am. Fairly, uh, <laughs> as you can tell by all the things that I'm working on, my attention span is fairly short, and I need a lot of things to keep me, keep me active. Um, but I do love to act and uh, try not to get on stage so much that this all becomes about me. But uh, I, next season, I'm in the zoo story and the dumbwaiter. Um, Maybe it depends on what goes on in the summer. If there's a part for me, uh, I will jump in to the One Act Festival, um, but usually one thing a year. So <clears throat> as far as the main stage is concerned, it's not until a year from now, next April, May, uh, that I'll be on a play uh, on our stage. Now, did you ever think also that you would be getting into 
the restaurant business and the renovation of building business along the way? No, it all. I mean, it was none of these things. Where I uh, I worked at Duff's restaurant for many years, so I know the restaurant business. But I certainly oh, okay. was not wanting to. Uh, own my own place, but it just kind of, I needed a place, it all started, I need, I was sharing space on the hill for my graphic design firm, uh, there was a couple of photographers and another design firm, it was Big Club Hall, a great building at the, uh, on the corner there, Sean Marconi, anyway, I was the last guy in and everybody was growing exponentially, so when my lease was up, I had to go, because I needed my space, so I was really uh, looking at space and looking at a bunch of places in the West End where I live, and 1,200 square feet seemed really, really expensive, and I was just taking a walk one day, and these two buildings were just sitting there with no roof and no, just completely falling down with amazingly beautiful architecture right in the middle of things. I knew where Grand Center was. I knew where the West End was. It's right in the middle of the action. I was just like, you know what, I might be able to figure out how to buy these and then maybe some tax credits. Yeah. So yeah, so um, that all fell into place, and then one I had the one building, and then the next building was still had pigeons and homeless people in it. I'm like, well, I got to protect the investment of the first, and so I bought the second. And as people mm-hmm. came and said, hey, I want to put this in there, I was like, well, I don't want to be next to that. So uh, being kind of a control yeah. freak, I was like, well, what if it were a theater? And uh, I've been in enough plays where people are like, hey, we're coming to your play, but we're going to get dinner first, and they go across town, and on Martini number three, and it's ten to eight, they go, oh, we'll see Williams play next weekend, not knowing that it closed this yep. weekend. So having right. a restaurant attached made it all. Then we developed this culture cuisine cocktail idea, and so it kind of just fell into place. Oh, and it's, it's wow. great because after the show, you know, you can, you know, go go over to the restaurant. And, right, and all the and, actors uh, are there. And during the one-act festival, all the playwrights from various parts around the country are all in town. And uh, you never know oh, who you're going to run into. Wow. Well, I, you know, I honestly uh, I really appreciate your vision on this and uh, continuing with the jazz series and not... Uh, succumbing to you know cancellations but getting creative using the live stream um many artists are doing that but i've really not seen venues do that as much and so uh, tonight folks april 3rd at seven thirty tonight uh you can go to uh facebook gaslight theater their uh, their site and get a live stream of uh, chris swan and jim manley duo uh jim's trumpet player chris's keyboards and even if and that you, link uh, that's on so there, all the money goes directly to the performers, so we're not taking any money. Just so uh, you click on the PayPal, it goes right to the two of them. You know, and especially in this time, uh, you know, and grab some carryout. Uh, you know, do they call in, or uh, is there a website that they can? Order yeah, if you go to the West End Grill and Pub at the top, it's got online. You click on that, and the full menu's right there to pick and choose and order, and it comes to us. Or you can call it in uh, anytime after four o'clock, three one four. Five three one four six zero seven is their number. Super, William. I really appreciate you taking time uh, out of your schedule to talk to us today. And uh, uh, best of luck tonight and in the future. And uh, folks, if you get a chance, uh, watch that tonight. And oh, yeah. uh, also check out the St. Louis Actors Studio, uh, William. We look forward to uh, meeting you and at one of those uh, performances in the fall. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You take care.